Hi everyone, Patrice here. We have a really fun episode for you today and I just wanted to give you a heads up. It can be really fun to listen to this audio that we're going to play with friends and guess what animal it is. You'll understand what I'm talking about when you listen to the episode. But to get the raw audio without our commentary, you can go to languagenerdstoearth.com and click on podcast and under episode 49 you can play just the raw audio so thanks i hope you enjoy the episode you're listening to language nerds to earth a podcast about linguistics culture travel and how they're all connected now it's time to meet your language nerd hosts one in china one in spain it's patrice and rachel Patrice. And I'm Rachel. And this is Language Nerds Do Earth. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> today we are on episode 49. Yeah, and today we are doing a super fun episode. I oh, hope you guys are excited. So special. We are doing onomatopoeia with animal sounds so think back to like old mcdonald had a farm e-i-e-i-o and on this farm he had a duck with a quack quack (laughs) right quack quack so we're gonna be focusing on that phenomenon in different languages what yes it varies across languages so i'm really excited to listen to that today yes very special episode in fact, I think we got most of our animals from the old McDonald's song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's going to be a really fun episode. Don't miss out. Bring your friends so you can listen together. Yeah. And I mean it. Uh, we also, today, we're going to have a new segment. So stay tuned for that. Very exciting. Very exciting. We'll say more about that when we get there. And then we'll listen to the automatopoeia Wait, sounds. Damn it! And then we'll listen to the auto- the onomatopoeia sounds from different languages. Did I do it right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, apparently Patrice thinks it's automatopoeia. So we're going to be <laughs> fighting an uphill battle today. <laughs> but um, after we listen to that and we play a little game with it, we're going to talk about some interesting onomatopoeic mm-hmm. phenomenons. So stay tuned for that. But first, we have some pretty significant language news. Yes. This is specific to the U.S. this week, but it is something that plays a role in a lot of different types of justice and equal rights around the world. Yeah, We don't talk about politics on this show, but everything that's been going on in the U.S. lately has been pushing me to my wit's end politically. Hmm. And most recently, there's language-related discrimination news. So yeah, what happened? Okay, so basically in this new bill that the Trump administration wants to put forward... They are going to loosen regulations on how much information needs to be shared about access to free translations. So what does this mean? Basically, the free translations will still be available, but people might not know that they're eligible for them. Right. And this is specifically related to healthcare, which is, you know, a time that you really need to have access to the correct information. Exactly. So according to current regulations under Section 1557 of the Affordable Care Act, insurers, hospitals, and others need to include a tagline of free translation services for the 15 languages that are most prevalent in a state. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Everybody needs to provide free translation for at least the most common 15 second languages in a state, but they also need to inform people 
that there is free translation available. And when it comes to healthcare, even if your English is okay, there's a lot of really detailed stuff, especially when it comes to insurance, maybe a doctor's orders that mm -hmm. people need to make sure they can understand. Yeah. According to this article, patients facing language barriers are at a higher risk for healthcare complications like uh, surgical infections or falls because they might not understand those doctor's orders, mm -hmm. which could be potentially life-threatening. Right. And also they might improperly use medications mm -hmm. or make a mistake getting ready for a procedure. Yeah. I mean, this is really important information to have. And side note, as if it wasn't bad enough, the bill that would change the regulations is part of a broader proposed regulation that would roll back protections banning discrimination based on gender identity. So it's just an overall, like, honestly, comic book bad guy bill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, loosening regulations that have been difficult to put in place in the first place. Yeah. You know, things that people have fought really hard to get these rights and they are being slowly chipped away at. And why will they do this? Well, apparently the changes could save the healthcare industry $3.6 billion over five years because if people don't know that they can have a translator for free, Maybe they won't ask for it, and the healthcare industry won't have to pay for an interpreter or a translator. And the other thing that they're reducing is information about filing complaints based on discrimination. And mm -hmm. this just basically means that people won't know their rights as much and therefore can't be protected in the way that they could be if they were fully informed of them. Great. And one of the reasons they gave for this was, well, all of these papers, it's so much for people to take in when they're, you know, going through the process of the healthcare industry. So these patients, they might get like cognitive overload. So this way, if we take away the paper about how they can actually understand everything for free with a translator or interpreter, we'll just take that out. So... They don't get cognitive overload. It'll help them process all of the stuff that they can't process because they don't speak the language. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do sort of see the point of that, but I don't think it's a problem of one extra paper, I think. Right. Cognitive overload is due to something else. It's due to the complexity of our healthcare system, not because right. there's a paper informing about translation. <laughs> so... Yeah. One person interviewed pointed out that, you know, details on insurance and billing documents in the U.S. are already difficult for native English speakers to understand. Totally. And now, like, people won't know that unless they heard it through the grapevine, which hopefully they will, or maybe somebody listening to this podcast. Yeah. If they don't know, then it's that much harder. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hopefully... This won't go through. Yeah. Anyway, a uh, super important thing for us to be thinking about. And if you do have something that you would like to express to your lawmakers. Legislators. Yeah, your senators, your congressmen, you should do so if you have an opinion. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's move on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, let's move on to... To our... Less depressing yeah. things. So we have our new segment this week. This has been in the works for a little while now. So I'm super excited that mm -hmm. we're finally getting to it. Me too. And it's called That's Where It Comes From. Yeah. So actually for this segment, we're going to bring in a guest speaker. Her name is Taffy. You might remember her. She sent in a few Lost in Translation moments recently. So... She's going to start doing a segment sometimes called That's Where It Comes From. Taffy has a master's degree in English and foreign languages slash linguistics. Uh, she's a published author of two novels. Very cool. Mm -hmm. She is fluent in Mandarin, so mm -hmm. a lot of her lesson translations deal with 
that. <laughs> yeah, and she has 12 years of experience teaching languages, mostly English, to non-native speakers. Mm-hmm. And she's a new mom, so that's exciting. Yeah, congratulations, Taffy. So yeah, Taffy is going to be doing a segment for us, uh, linguistics-related. And so we thought it would be really fun to bring in her voice just to get a different perspective on the different topics we're doing. Yeah, and she is going to look at the etymology of certain words each time and give us a really in-depth view of that, which I think will be super interesting. Yes, exactly. So without further ado, let's give a listen to Taffy. Oh, 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 that's the concept of onomatopoeia is pretty easy to understand. It's a word of imitative origin. That is a word that represents a sound like buzz or click. The spelling of onomatopoeia is, however, super hard. I always have to think of it as like, oh no, tomato poetic. Oh no, tomato poeia. And this got me thinking, where does the word onomatopoeia even come from? Well, according to the online etymology dictionary, which is a great resource, by the way, it's from late Latin, and it even retains its spelling and pronunciation. And the Latin came from the Greek. In the Greek word, first there's onoma, which you may recognize. It means word or name. In fact, its Proto-Indo-European root nomen is the same word from which we get the word name. Then there's poiein, which means to compose or make. And yes, it's the same root from which we get poet and poem. So onoma plus poiein is not ono of poetic tomato, but in fact, to make a word. And isn't that what onomatopoeia is, really? We've taken a sound and ding, 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 we have made a word. Though the word was brought from Latin into English around 1570, the use of onomatopoeia for word formation is actually ancient. In fact, there are several linguistic theories saying that the origins of spoken language could have come from onomatopoeic formation. Three of these theories, called the Bow Wow, Ding Dong, and Ta Ta theories by Max Mueller in 1861, say that humans began vocally communicating through imitating sounds of animals, other objects around them, and even their own mouth sounds. Bow Wow, Ding Dong, Ta Ta. So there you have it, a quick glance at the history of onomatopoeia, both in its etymology and its use for human language. Now take it away and tell us more, Patrice and Rachel. What a great introduction to what onomatopoeia actually is. It totally is. I loved learning about the origin of the word itself. Yeah. And I want to know more about those theories. The ta-ta theory, the ding-dong theory. <laughs> yeah, the bow-wow theory. The bow-wow yeah, I had theory. no idea. I really like those. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Taffy, for That's Where It Comes From. So look forward to more from Taffy in future episodes. Taffy is also on instagram and twitch so if you are on those platforms go ahead and give her a follow her handle on both platforms is taffy the logo lept and fun fact logo lept is l-o-g-o-l-e-p-t which means a person who is fascinated by words so very apt i did not know that <laughs> i was wondering what it was <laughs> thank you yeah i just i looked it up right before <laughs> Well, very cool. So, for the past few weeks, we've been collecting sounds from lots of our different friends who speak different languages. So, first, let's have our friends introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Gabriela. I am from Valencia, Venezuela. My native language is Spanish. Hi, my name is Anne, and I'm from Brussels in Belgium. My native language is French. Hi, my name is Kate, I'm from Germany, and therefore my native language is German. Hi, my name is Nia, and I'm from Sofia, Bulgaria. My native language is Bulgarian. Hi, my name is Mateusz, I'm from Warsaw, Poland. My native language is Polish. Hi, my name is Anna, and I'm from Croatia. My native language is Croatian. My name is Yuhomini, and I'm from Seoul, South Korea. My native language is Korean. Hi, my name is Cindy, and I from Shenzhen City in China. My native language is Chinese. Very good. สวัสดีครับผมชื่อน้องแพ็คครับ
วันผมอยู่ที่กรุงเทพครับวันนี้ผมจะมาสอนภาษาไทยครับ Hi, my name is Sabatari t u l e and I'm from Johannesburg, South Africa. My native language is Zulu. My name is Mohammed, and I'm from Cairo, Egypt. My native language is Arabic. Okay, you might have noticed one of those is not in English. Yes, I asked somebody in Thailand to do the recording for us, and they got a kid to record it, and he is obviously. Since he's a child in Thailand, he is speaking Thai, the language Thai, and his name is Tachakorn Mongsiri. So, whenever you hear somebody saying something in a language you don't know, that's Thai. And also, the other child in the lineup is yes, one of my students. <laughs> Super fun. Yeah. Okay, how this is going to work is we're going to play all of the sounds, but you don't yet know what the animal is. Yes. See how many you can get right, and after the episode, leave us a comment. Let us know how many you got right. In Spanish, it goes wow wow. In French, it goes waf waf. In German, it goes wow. In Bulgarian, it goes bow bow. In Polish, it goes how how. In Croatian, it goes wow wow. In Korean. It goes mong mong. In Chinese, it goes wong wong. Ma long, hong hong. In Zulu, it goes how 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 how. In Arabic, it goes how how. And in English, it goes woof woof. Yeah, there are a couple, right? Bow wow, woof woof. Mm-hmm. Mostly, it goes woof woof. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or bow wow or roof roof. Mm-hmm. So. If you haven't figured it out by now, we're gonna tell you what it is. It's a dog. It's a dog. Yeah. A lot of them were how how mm-hmm. in several languages. It definitely had a consistent vowel in a lot mm. of cases. Yeah, there were a couple uh. Mm-hmm. In French, I know, is different. Mong mong Korean, of course, Korean's different. That was really different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. But a lot of ow sound, yeah. Yeah, and it might be wow or how, but yeah, pretty similar. Mm-hmm. I noticed Croatian and German were kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, number two. In Spanish, it goes meow meow. In French, it goes meow. In German, it goes meow. In Bulgarian, it goes meow. In Polish, it goes meow. Meow. In Croatian, it goes meow meow. In Korean, it goes meow. In Chinese, it goes meow meow. Meow long meow meow. In Zulu, it goes meow. In Arabic, it goes meow meow. Can you guess what it is? That one's pretty consistent. Yeah. In English, it also goes meow meow. So, if you haven't figured it out, it's a cat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so similar. And it sounded like N almost as well. Yeah, some of them did N. And in Zulu, I think it was also Nyao. Mm-hmm. And then I think maybe French. One of the first ones was Nyao as well with an N. It sounded like. I heard Meow for a long time. Yeah. Well, and Korean was Yao. So I guess it's basically Meow. Yeah, like, it just doesn't have the first consonant sound. Yeah, exactly. Which kind of makes sense. Cats make like several different sounds. True. Not based on geography or language, but they just make sounds. Like our cat, he goes meh, meh, meh. <laughs> yeah, actually, which does not sound like meow. <laughs> I think I remember learning that cats can make a much wider range of different sounds than dogs can. Really? So yeah, like my cat goes oh oh oh, which is not meow either in any way. Yeah. <laughs> There's also his morning cry, which is like oh oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He makes some pretty weird sounds, but That's the normal one I would say is meow. Mm-hmm. And I noticed I think it was Arabic that said mao, mm-hmm. like meow. Yeah. Mao. Mo- Well, anyway, some variation of that, but it was pretty consistent. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, let's see what number three has. In Spanish, it goes quack, quack. In French, it goes quack, quack. In German, it goes quack. 
In Bulgarian, it goes quack. In Polish, it goes kum 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 kum. In Croatian, it goes kre kre. In Korean, it goes kegu. In Chinese, it goes gua gua. Long op op. In Zulu, it goes in Arabic, it goes rabbit, rabbit. Wow. Ah, this one has so much variety. I know, I love it. And in English, it goes, there are two sounds, as we will talk about later. But in American English, it goes ribbit, ribbit. Exactly, yeah. And in British English, it goes croak, croak. <laughs> so yeah, it's a frog. God, they were so different, huh? I know. There were some that were similar to English. Well, Arabic was ribbit. Yeah, that was funny. I did not expect that. No, me neither. (laughs) As well as there were some that sounded some variation of croak. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. croak, kvak. Krak. Krak. Yeah. Yeah. But, Um. for example, Polish was really different. Krum, krum. Ah, that's right. Krum. Yeah. I thought it's interesting that it sounded like Korean and Mandarin both started with a G. That's true. Mm-hmm. That was gegu, right? Gegu and gua. Gegu, gua. Gegu, gegu. German was interesting. Quack. Quack. Mm-hmm. Quack. A frog quacks in German. Yeah. And then the Zulu one was cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's is... quite accurate. Yeah. And it has, like, no vowel. Really? Mm, yeah. True. Okay, so let's see number four. In Spanish it goes kikiriki, kikiriki. In French it goes kukuriku. In German it goes kikiriki. In Bulgarian it goes kukurigu. In Polish it goes kukuriku. In Croatian it goes kukuriku. In Korean it goes kokyo. Kokyo. In Chinese it goes in Zulu it goes kukulukuku. In Arabic it goes takudu takudu. You know, I was actually surprised at kind of how universal this one was for a lot of them. Me too. And in English it goes cockadoodle doo. So it's a rooster. I think this is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Arabic was very different this time. Deku, deku, right? Takuru, takuru, That one was very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thai was super different. Eki, ek, ek. Yeah. But a lot of them were kokuriko. Some variation of that. Kikiriki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, uh, Zulu was super fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit more musical. Yeah, that's really cool. I think that's the only one I can remember so far that is, like you said, musical. I like mm-hmm. that, how the tones were like opposite there. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I want to know who got that one right, because some people might not know Kikiriki is rooster sound. Mm-hmm. Or Kukuriku. Kukuriku. Okay, number five. In Spanish, it goes... In French, it goes In German, it goes who. In Bulgarian, has no official sound. In Polish, it goes In Croatian, it goes In Korean, it goes In Chinese, it goes In Zulu, it goes In Arabic, it goes Nay, nay. So, what do you think it is? In English it goes, nay, nay. It's a horse. This one was fun. Yeah, that one was really fun. A lot of them had very different vowels, although I think the most most of them were E. e. But a lot of them had H. I think most of them had H. He. 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 Yeah. He. He. Yeah. And then a few A, like English, like mm-hmm. Arabic. I thought this one was pretty imitative, like, more so than a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. It's hard to write. I mean, how are you going to do that with lots of H's or... Yeah. He, he, he. Yeah. Kind of like a laugh. Mm-hmm. Zulu is especially laughy. Yeah. 
Yeah, the only ones there that didn't have an H, I think, were Polish, which was yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they definitely had the E. Very cool. Ooh. Yeah. So, next. Yeah. In Spanish, it goes pio, 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 pio. In French, it goes cut, cut. In German, it goes bok, bok, bok. In Bulgarian, it's kukurigu usually as well. No specific sound. In Polish, it goes kokokokoko. Ko, 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 ko. In Croatian, it goes kokoda. In Korean, it goes kokodek. In Chinese, it goes kakakaka. In Zulu, it goes kikikiki. In Arabic, it goes pak pak. And in English, it goes. Oh, wait. So. It's a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and this one was interesting. Almost every one of them had some kind of a K sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Either at the beginning or the end. Mm-hmm. A K or a G, which is similar to a K. Yeah. Pio, pio, gut, gut, bok, bok, coco, coco, I will say that pio, pio, I think is technically for a chick, like a baby chicken. Uh. Okay. But anyway. Maybe it's the same. Uh, most of them were monosyllabic. Mm-hmm. Except for, uh, I think it was Thai. It was kata, kata. Mm-hmm. And what was mm-hmm. Korean? It was like... Kokode. Kokode. Mm-hmm. So it had some kind of like a different uh, sound at the end. Yeah, a little variation. But German and Arabic both had bark, bark sounds. Mm-hmm. Like English. And a couple different vowels as well, like the aw... That eh. True. O, E, A. But no, like, E. No hard E sounds. No. That's true. Except for Pio Pio, but that could also be a chick. So, yeah. Pio Pio. Wait, let me look mm. at that really quick. Yeah, bird, it says Pio. Mm. And gallina, cock, 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 cock. Uh, uh, okay. So a hen is mm-hmm. cock, 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 cock. Okay. No one. Okay. Let's go to the next one. In Spanish, it goes oink. Oink. In French, it goes coin, coin. In German, it goes grunz. In Bulgarian, it goes gruch, gruch. In Polish, it goes hrum, 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 hrum. In Croatian, it goes rock, rock. In Korean, it goes gul, gul. In Chinese, it goes molang, ut, ut. In Zulu, it goes. Ho 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 e, ho 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 e. I love that. <laughs> and in English it goes oink 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 oink. It's a pig. It's a piggy wig. Honestly, this one was much like had much more variety than I thought it would. Yeah, it did, but it also had a lot of similarities as well. Mm-hmm. Most of them had an oo sound, I think, like ut ut grunz. So English is in, in the minority. In different kinds there. of R's, especially. Or mm-hmm. R's also, like R. And maybe that's like sort of imitating the snorting quality. Mm, yeah. I liked the. I know! <laughs> that one was different. <laughs> that one was so cool! Damn, Sabata. <laughs> Zulu is a fun language. Yeah. Oink. That doesn't really sound like it, though, if you think about it. Oink doesn't sound like it? Not really. No. <laughs> I guess if you say you... it like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you put letters behind a snort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. Okay. Let's go on. Yes. Spanish, it goes meh, meh. In French, it goes bad. In German, it goes meh. In Bulgarian, it goes meh or bad. In Polish, it goes bad, bad. In Croatian, it goes meh. In Korean, it goes meh, meh. In Chinese, it goes meh, meh. Get long, bad, bad. In Zulu, it goes meh. Meh. In Arabic, goes meh, meh. Whoa. 
Yeah. What do you think that was? Yeah. And in English, it goes, bah, bah. <laughs> it's a sheep. It's a sheep slash goat because they kind of yeah. make the same sound. <laughs> well, we asked everybody if they had a different sound for goat and they didn't. They all had the same sound pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is by far the most consistent one. It's pretty, I mean, it's quite consistent. There were really only like two variations, which were meh or be. Mm-hmm. And there was like a ba here and there. Be. I think French was be. It was kind of in between. Not a lot to say. I guess there's just a consensus in the language community that sheep and goats sound like this. Yeah. Actually, we're kind of the outlier saying yeah. bah. Right. I think we don't really have eh as much. It's not as common of a sound, maybe, in That's English. That's what I was going to say. It's more of an English sound to say ah, mm-hmm. maybe, than yeah. eh. I mean, we do have it, but in other languages, it's a lot more common. Yeah. That kind of brighter sound. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the next one. In Spanish, it goes moo. Moo. In French, it goes moo. In German, it goes moo. In Bulgarian, it goes moo. In Polish, it goes moo. Moo. In Croatian, it goes moo. In Korean, it goes me. In Chinese, it goes moo. In Zulu, it goes Mo, mo. In Arabic, it goes meow, meow. <laughs> I had the same reaction. <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's mostly consistent, and then there are a couple the like half. what? <laughs> so in English, it goes moo, moo, moo. <laughs> And it's a cow. It's a cow. Cute little cows. Man, we started out and I was like, oh man, I'm going to eat my words on the most consistent sound. And then we got to the second half and I was like, what? Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's funny because you could hear like in French, like it's a very French sound like me instead of like Uh moo, like Mm me. And then, yeah, so I'm kind of. Really different ones. Me in Korean. Mm in Chinese. Mm-hmm. No vowel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mo mo. Which Zulu was mo mo. Right. Thai was like ma. Also ma. like mo mo. Yeah, almost. But Arabic? It was mao. Mao, yeah. <laughs> it sounded like a cat. Yeah. That was so funny. It was so unexpected. And I'm the one who put it together. <laughs> totally <laughs> forgot. Yeah, actually, it was the pretty much the same sound as he did for cat, no? Mao. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. It was Mao in Arabic. Cool. That's so interesting. All right, well, let's keep going. In Spanish, it goes quack, quack. In French, it goes quack, quack. In German, it goes quack. That's actually the same as the frog. In Bulgarian, it goes quack quack. In Polish, it goes quack 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 quack. In Croatian, it goes quack quack. In Korean, it goes quack quack. In Chinese, it goes quack 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 quack. In Arabic, goes quack quack. Did you guess it yet? In English, it goes quack 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 quack. It's a duck. It's a duck. That one was interesting. So a lot of consistency, but variations vary. Like you could really tell what language a lot of them were coming from. Yeah. Like a lot of them didn't put an ending on it. Like it came out qua qua instead of ending it with a K. True. But if it did have an ending consonant sound, I think everything but Thai was with a K. Mm-hmm. So we have walk. Um, but I think, if I heard it correctly, Thai ended with gut, with a T. Mm. And 
most of the vowel was ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Korean was eh a bit more. That's right. Wick, wick. wick Korean's wick. always different. Wick, wick, wick. Wick, wick. It's cute. I thought it was interesting, like, German had that very kva, which is mm-hmm, a very mm-hmm. kind of German sound. But that was yeah, also in true. Polish, no? Polish was kva, kva. Kva, kva. Kva, kva. Yeah, but it was the same sound, just without the K at the end. Mm-hmm. And... Mm. I liked French again, was very French sounding. Yeah. Yeah. That one was fun. Mm-hmm. Also consensus there the um if there was a first consonant, it was a k sound. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's keep going. A few more. In French it goes quickly. In German it goes peep. In Bulgarian it goes Beep, 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 beep. In Polish, it goes chvir, 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 chvir. In Croatian, it goes zhir, zhir. In Korean, it goes tick, tick. In Chinese, it goes ji, ji, cha, cha. Noka, jip, long, keep, keep. In Zulu, it goes tsi, 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 tsi. In Arabic, go seo, 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 seo. And in English, it goes chirp, chirp. Or cheap, cheap, something like that. Yeah, or tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it is? It's a songbird. A songbird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just basically like a small little bird. Yeah. A regular bird. I mean, I'm sure we can all figure out why it's different mm-hmm. among different languages. Every region has its own birds. But yeah. I, I think that one was really fun. Yeah, a lot of difference there. A lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you notice, Spanish wasn't there, but I have been told by a couple different people that Spanish doesn't have that sound. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Chvir, chvir. Chvir, chvir. That was cool. Yeah. Chvir, chvir. Check, check. A lot of... Yeah, you might listen to that one again, because there was a lot of mm-hmm. difference there. Yeah. I think the main thing that I can see between them is most of them had an e sound mm-hmm. like a sweet little bird singing true as well a lot of sounds true yeah so actually it's not that different okay okay let's do another one in spanish it goes in french it goes rukul in German, it goes cool. In Polish, it goes grrr, grrr. In Croatian, it goes gugu. In Korean, it goes gugu, gugu. In Chinese, it goes gugu, gugu. Look, pilap, long, tuku, tuku. And in English, it goes kuku, kuku. Yeah, a lot of them have the k sound. Or g, mm-hmm. g mm-hmm. or k. So it's a pigeon. Yeah, pigeon or dove, which interestingly, in a lot of languages, have the same word. Yes. By the way, it's the same bird. Do you think it's the same bird? I think uh, it is. I have looked it up because I had a debate about it. Oh. But it's not the same species, but they are very closely related. My mind is blown. <laughs> I remember when I was in Germany, I was taking a behavioral psychology class, and the professor kept talking about doves, and I was like, why are you talking about doves so much? Like, and then I learned that it was actually, he was talking about pigeons, like test subjects, pigeons, mm. but, and it's the same word in German. Yeah, That's and so in Spanish it's the same word too. Yeah. But yes, back to the onomatopoeia, a lot of them had also like a rrr sound, or like a rrr. Mm-hmm. I can't do that sound, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, like a rolled R in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a guttural R sound. And they all had, if they had a vowel, everything, but I think German had an oo sound. Mm-hmm. German had guo, 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 which has a little bit of an oo. And in, in Thai, it was like tuku. It was like two, two syllables. Tuku. Yeah. Cool. Fun. Yeah. I think we have two more. In Spanish it goes ee, 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 ee. 
In French it goes ooh, ooh, ah, ah. In German it goes ooh, 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 ah, ah, ah. In Polish it goes In Croatian it goes ooh, ah. In Korean it goes In Chinese it goes Ling long In Zulu it goes in Arabic goes hu hu ha ha hu hu ha ha. <laughs> and in English it goes ooh ooh ah ah. So it's a monkey. In case you didn't get that already, there were a lot of ooh ooh ah ahs in there, mm -hmm. more than I expected. Or ooh 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 as well. Mm -hmm, Just mm -hmm. true. And then I think Zulu was different, like ke 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 ke. Yeah. Thai. It's funny because like the languages that might actually be around monkeys more, mm -hmm. ah. you know, like that places where there might actually be different varieties of monkeys actually have maybe more realistic sounds than ooh ooh ah. Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> ooh ooh ah, ah is like the cartoon version of a monkey yeah. speaking. <laughs> I don't think they really sound like that. They probably sound more like keke or, you know, the Kiki. ones that had ge or ke sounds, mm -hmm. like Chinese. Yeah. True. <gasps> That's such a good observation, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Let's do the next one. In Spanish, it goes e-o, e-o. In French, it goes e-o. In German, it goes e a. In Polish, it goes In Croatian, it goes In Korean, it goes In Chinese, it goes In Arabic, goes And in English, it goes oh, Do you say it like that? I say you're probably right. I think that's just like the sounds corrupting my brain, corrupting <laughs> my memory. So it's a donkey. Yeah, this one was fairly consistent. Yes, with the exception of Korean and Mandarin, King and Lu, uh, they all had some variation on eaw. Yeah. Eaw eaw. Eaw With different <laughs> brightness and darkness of vowels. Yep. French was a bit darker, German right next to it was a bit brighter. Exactly. And then Polish and Croatian, I think, both went ia, ia. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Mateusz for doing it super realistic. Like, really being passionate. And <laughs> that one was really He good. really brought his personality into it. Thank you, Mateusz. <laughs> uh, a Spanish said eo. 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 Yeah. Eo. Makes sense because that's more of a the a vowel that's a Spanish vowel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. We have one more. One more. Let's do it. In Spanish it goes bra. Bra. In French it goes roa. But actually I'm not sure about that one. In German it goes ra. Uh, in Polish, it goes wow. In Croatian, it goes grr. In Korean, it goes ah. In Chinese, it goes ah, ah. In Zulu, it goes oh. In Arabic, it goes row, row. Okay. And in English, it goes. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> and if you didn't guess it, it's a lion. We were trying to do something a little different. Yeah, than just like farm animals. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, this one was also different, but with consistencies. Again. Yeah. A lot of R sounds, a lot of like aw. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think. Only two didn't have an R sound, and that was Korean, which was ah hmm, which was interesting that there wasn't like a vowel in the second syllable ah hmm, ah hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Zulu was how, how. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Well, let us know how many you got right. Yeah. Send us a message. Connect with us on the internets, on whatever social platform you prefer. We are there. Let us know. Yeah. Ah, so fun. Yeah. If you liked those, make sure that you go back and listen to episode four, which is when we originally did the sounds of human emotions and we did something similar, having people tell us what they say when they're surprised or disappointed or thinking. Mm-hmm. It was a really fun episode, too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to think of a new one in a year. <sighs> yeah. Uh, maybe like mechanical sounds or yeah something like that great well it's time for the final part of the program which is also really fun we're gonna talk about some interesting things about onomatopoeia in different languages yes first we'll start out with a little warmer upper there's a word for the sound a hen makes when it's laying eggs in chinese and it's (laughs) which is so funny because i don't think of that as having a sound no, me neither. And I don't know that I would know what sound it made. No, me neither. I, I guess I haven't spent a lot of time around. <laughs> True. Me neither. Hens laying eggs. Also, the sound of an object falling to the ground in French. So in English, it might be something like kaboom or splat. Mm-hmm. And in French, it is patatra. 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 Yeah, I like that one. And it turns out Japanese has a ton of really fun onomatopoeia sounds that we would never have a word for. So, for example, they have the sound of small throbbing, doki doki, and it's most often used to identify a beating heart. I guess we have that, like, thump, 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 thump. Yeah, or pitter-patter. Pitter-patter. It's often rain, but it could be, like, a thumping sound, too. Yeah, true. So... This one is really interesting, which is the sound of staring and motionlessness, which I think in most languages probably has no sound, but it is G, and apparently if you extend the vowel even more, it's a more intense stare. I think that's so interesting. So I found this article on Japanese onomatopoeia, and it has some really great words that I never would have thought of, and it was really hard to narrow it down. So a few more. The sound of sparkling. You wouldn't really think of that as having a sound. Maybe like twinkle twinkle, but I wouldn't say that if I'm looking at something shiny, you know? Mm-hmm. But in Japanese they say kira kira. I like this one. So the sound of something rolling around is koro koro. Yeah. <laughs> goro 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 yeah yeah it, it makes it kind of makes a sound yeah yeah this one it's two together actually it's called waku waku teka teka and so it comes from the sound waku waku which is the sound of trembling and teka teka is the sound of something shiny or gleaming like kira kira but less quote-unquote sharp so Together, you put you put them together and you get waku waku teka teka, which is the jitters. So if somebody's shivering and they're so excited they can't keep still, they're doing waku teka or waku waku teka teka. Very cool. But check out that article because it has like 15 fantastic sounds that we just didn't have time to talk about today. Yeah. So finally, even though we sort of said that a lot of the sounds might be universal to one language, even that can be broken down Mm -hmm. into dialects. So, for example, we're going to talk about a couple of ones that are different between American English and British English. Yeah, I didn't realize this, but I think it's really interesting. The sound of a donkey. In American English, we say hee-haw. Yeah, and actually there's a television show from the middle of the 20th century called hee-haw, right? Oh, really? I think so. I didn't know that. I believe so. And in British English, it would be Eeyore. But it's a similar pronunciation if you say it with a British accent. Eeyore. Eeyore. Oh, true. Mm. So, there you go, Winnie the Pooh fans. Yeah, also emergency vehicles. British English, emergency vehicles sound like Nino Nino. Whereas in American English, it's usually woo-woo-woo, like 
woo, woo, woo. Mm-hmm. And that's also a difference in the sound that those vehicles make. Because that's actually something that changes mm-hmm. by, by country. Yeah. And one more. Trains. In American English, we say choo-choo. And the British English version might be puff-puff. So different. I guess that kind of describes, like, the smoke coming out of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Puff-puff-puff-puff-puff. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Huh. Well. Yes. That is really all we have time for today, but yes. let us know any interesting animal onomatopoeia that you know from your language. Yes. Or if there are some that you wish we had done, also let us know. Yeah, please do. We would love to hear from you. And make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they come out. Follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. And coming soon, we have a new Facebook group. What? That sounds like fun. Yeah, we can all discuss things a little bit more personally. Exactly. And please leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoyed it. That will help us with visibility in the iTunes community. Mm-hmm. And tell your friends if you are enjoying the show and help them subscribe. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And then we'll talk about some interesting automatopoeic phenomenons. And if you don't know what that is yet, that's okay. We'll, we'll take you there. Wait, I just want to point out that you are saying automatopoeia. Did I say automatopoeia the other times? Yeah, you said it several times. So, automa- automatopoeic, uh, I no. think, is the... Oh, uh, no. No. Oh, oh, no, I'm rolling my T. I'm... But it's not a T. Doing tea. a tongue roll. It's an N. Oh, am I saying on automatopoeia? automatopoeia. Oh, my God. Automatopoeia. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. How many times did I do that? Uh, a l- few. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, world. This is... What? Okay, let me try <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Language Nerds to Earth. I'm Patrice. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> I must have, I probably have been doing it my whole life. Yeah, probably so. It's so ingrained. <laughs> mm.